Welcome to Training Room Talk, where we discuss all things performance, rehab, and education. Welcome back to Training Room Talk. This is Nick. I'm joined today with John, Ray, and Rob. Today's episode, we are going to focus on what makes a gym culture successful. We will be covering some topics that uh, we believe create a positive culture in the PT setting, the sports performance setting, and also the uh, gym setting. So I guess uh, to start off, you know, we were just off mic uh, a little bit ago, and, and John was saying how you know, someone came in the other day and said, this isn't a, a typical PT setting. You guys aren't you know, dressed in, in khakis and, and button downs. And, um, you know, I think that's the one unique thing that we, you know, we have here at the training room uh, and also um, MSI is that, you know, we, we meet the, the demands of our, of our population, of our demographic, you know, and we're able to adapt. Um, and, and I think, you know, the, the one thing is, is we're all about making our, you know, clients, our members, our patients, you know, feel comfortable. Um, you know, and John, like, I just want to kind of, you know, ask you this is like, what is, what is your um, goal in having someone come in and, and making them feel comfortable? How do you, how do we do that? Um, so when they first come in, they don't feel uncomfortable in, in this setting. Yeah. I mean, when, especially in a PT clinic, when did the standard uniform become sneakers, khakis, and a polo? Like, would you wear sneakers and khakis anywhere else in life besides like a physical therapy clinic? Um, you know, so I be, our goal basically is to just be in a comfortable atmosphere that kind of vibes with the strength and conditioning, you know, people that we work with. So while we might not come in in, um, you know, like Nike shorts and a t-shirt, like we still keep it comfortable with, you know, like I'm, you know, I typically wear khaki shorts if it's warm out or and I'll throw on khakis or like a nice looking pair of athletic pants that, that look presentable and respectable because we are still dealing with like in a medical setting that's not, you know, throwing chalk around in sports performance. But um, we're basically just trying to help people feel comfortable. Um, like walking in, like we, we shake hands, we, we say hi to people. Um, you know, to, in my experiences in some other settings, it, it's very clinical and it's, it's very medical. And, and I don't think people always appreciate that. Like they want to be somewhere where they feel comfortable, like they can have a good conversation with you. Um, you know, like we're friends, like we're friends with you, but we're also professional about it too. Like we don't take it over the edge, um, you know, where we're, you know, using language we shouldn't or joking about things we shouldn't. Like we keep it comfortable, but professional, I think is the best way we can describe it. And, and I think especially our population that's used to a gym setting, um, some of the teenagers that are looking for a place that understands them, um, like we'll get people that come in and say, you know, I went somewhere that said they're sports performance, but I was on the table next to the knee replacement lady and they didn't do anything with me off the table. So, um, trying to create that air of, Hey, like we're, you know, we're going to help you get better first and you're our utmost concern, but let's, let's keep it fun. And, and you know, let's, let's talk about the things you want to talk about. And we're not just pushing you off as another number. Like I think, and, and people appreciate that. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, one thing also like about our attire is, I mean, we wear what's comfortable, what also allows us to provide effective treatment, which a lot of times may, you know, include, you know, 
uh, demonstrating some Olympic lifts or, you know, other kind of movements um, that you may not typically see in, um, you know, your general uh, physical therapy clinic. So um, just wanted to throw that tad bit in there. So, so if you're looking at our culture and in, in our performance physical therapy setting, I think it's just about helping people feel comfortable. Um, again, because we're mostly performance based, like people are used to the gym setting. So kind of carrying that over, but bringing, not saying you're not unprofessional, Rob, but, but keeping a little bit of that professionalism, like, so that people know that, Hey, we know what we're talking about. We are, we've been through this schooling to be, you know, earn a doctoral degree. Um, were you know you, you know keeping a little bit of that air of difference i guess yeah i think it's clear you know when when people walk in the training room and even even upstairs in the sports performance um piece it's clear that they're here to work and i think the expectation is set you know early that when you come you know when you come here you know we're, we're going to be working hard and i guess um you know rob you, you've been able to create a very successful successful program um, as director of sports performance here at MSI, I guess just kind of, you know, what are, what are some things and what are some expectations, you know, that you've set that you've been clear with, you know, the people that you work with, you know, on a, on a daily basis to create a, a really a successful culture? Yeah. So I think, I think uh, gym culture um, all starts with your, uh, with your staff. Um, so from a staff standpoint, you know, your staff has to be trained and they have to understand like what you're trying to accomplish from everything from an evaluation standpoint, from a training session standpoint. Like, so everyone on your team has to be on the same page and we all have to do the same things to create a, a consistent atmosphere and gym culture. Um, and that can mean a lot of things from little things such as, you know, saying hi to everyone as they, as they enter the gym, um, saying bye as they leave. Um, you know, it, it, it's all about playing the right music. It, it's, you know, there's a lot of little things that you can do looking the right, you know, dressing appropriately. Um, you know, uh, having certain equipment that you want to help athletes get better is going to dictate your gym culture as well. Um, you know, so how, how, what's your coaching style? You know, are you going to be, yelling or screaming or are you more laid back are you going to have a lot of fun and make jokes you know um so you know it all starts with your staff and having a consistent staff is going to create a consistent gym culture um so you know those are certain things that i starting off with you know are, are trying to do to help athletes improve um and then understanding your population so that's the other thing i think is important if you're trying to establish a, a gym culture is you know who are you seeing and what are they used to doing? So in, in our setting here, we're seeing, we're seeing predominantly baseball players. Um, so you have to understand baseball. You have to be able to talk baseball. You have to be able to understand the nuances of the game to have discussions with players uh, in between sets during a warm-up um, with a parent. Um, you have to understand travel baseball. You have to understand Little League. You have to understand, you know, if you work with college players, understand the college season, understand the professional season. You know, um, as a as a minor league player, what 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 do they go through on a day to day basis? So, so you have to understand those things, even though you're not there when they go through those things. Um, you know, so understand for our our senses here is understanding the baseball culture. Um, and once you understand that, you, you you just you just you just go with it. Um, that's kind of the thing that I've 
done here that helps makes us you know successful with our with our gym atmosphere and our culture um, is understanding what a baseball player does and how they do it. Um, baseball players like to hang out. They like to be in the clubhouse. They like to do those sort of activities. So the, the gym sense has to kind of follow that. And you, you as the coach have to be okay with that sometimes. So, you know, I think that those are just some things that I, I try to do here that, you know, kind of keep it, keep going towards that baseball culture. Um, and, uh, you know, other things that I, that I do that I think is fun is, you know, uh, we play spike ball, which is great. You know, it's okay to not do your dynamic warm up one day and play some spike ball for 10, 15 minutes. Um, you know, that way it, it keeps it fun. And, you know, players come up and they see other athletes on the gym floor playing spike ball and then they want to hop in and then they make friends. And then you're working out with friends now that, you know, five minutes ago were strangers. Um, so I think that's something cool that, that we've done here to help, help create our, our gym culture and, um, you know, I think integrating it with the therapy setting as well, which is cool because, our, you know, these guys will bring up, you know, patients and clients and you'll have no idea you know, if they're training or if they're in therapy. And I think that's another cool aspect that we have here is we, we integrate physical therapy and strength conditioning well. And, and I think that's part of your, your culture as well. So, yeah, I want to, I want to add on there. You know, when I, when I was a student here and I was working with Rob upstairs, I'm not sure, Rob, if this, if this was you or, you know, it was Nick Massioli. Um, but, what, you know, when I was helping out with, with the sports performance side of things, you know, I was told, you know, either when you or Nick uh, were, were interning, you know, once, it was, you know, the, you weren't allowed to coach until you could come back and give three facts about every person on the floor, right? And, and to me, you know, that, that's how you set culture from your staff is – showing the importance of getting to know the person that you're working with before you're, before you're coaching them. I think the same thing can be said in the PT setting, right? Is before you are queuing, before you're asking this person to, you know, trust you is you have to build this relationship with that person in front of you. I think sometimes in, you know, a high volume outpatient setting, it's almost, it's nearly impossible to do. When you're seeing 20, 30 people a day, you know, it, your time with that person becomes limited. You know, in, in our setting, I think one of the cool things and unique things is, you know, we have time to, to build a relationship. You know, John, this is, and Ray, you know, this is all something I really, you know, look up to you guys is you guys have been able to, you know, go outside the walls of, of the clinic and, you know, communicate with, you know, patients on, on social media, you know, keep tabs on them through, you know, texting or, or, or keeping relationships that way. I think more than anything, that is creates a, a culture of, of trust, um, of buy-in, you know, of discipline to the, the home exercise program. Ray, do you have anything to add on to that? Yeah, I think uh, that rapport with the patient, um, I mean, it begins the, the second they walk in the door. And, um, you know, uh, I think we're kind of blessed to work at a clinic where we do treat a lot of, you know, one-on-one, um, you know, I know in a lot of other settings, it's just not possible to do that. Um, so that even, you know, really allows us to build that rapport even more. So, yeah, you know, I think once again, that's a unique, you know, part about, about this setting. And I also want to, um, you know, kind of revisit a, a point of, you know, of competition. And this, I think like any, any gym, any successful gym culture, you know, has a, a certain amount of healthy competition. And I think to get the most out of your, uh, out of your patients, you know, out of your athletes, 
this is a, a necessary component in the gym. And, you know, a healthy competition is a way to basically have, you know, people, you know, show up excited, ready to go and be able to beat their, their compete with themselves and compete with the people around them. Um, Rob, you know, you, you, you're able to coach, you know, baseball players of all ages. How have you seen, you know, competition, you know, elevate the performance uh, of, of some of your players? Yeah, I think, Creating competition is really something that uh, is important. And again, th these are all things that, depending on your setting, you, you can do. But with our setting here, we have a we have a record board, which is great. You know, athletes look at that all the time. You know, looking at the at the best whatever ten yard sprint or broad jump or trap bar deadlift record. You know, trying to everyone wants to get their name on that board. They want to be recognized. They want to they want to be successful. You know. Um, from a from a college player perspective, you know, if, if they're lucky enough to play at the next level, you know, they want to get their picture up on the wall. You know, they want to get their jersey hung on the wall. You know, so these are all things that you do to help, you know, kind of create that atmosphere of, hey, like I want to I want to be that person. I want to be successful. I want to beat that person. Um, so whatever it might be, and um, you know, I think when you guys were talking about you know building rapport, uh, I think this is something that I always tell everyone from an intern that come in from a staff perspective is. Athletes don't know how much you care until they – I just butcher this one. It's Athletes don't know how much you know, you know until they know how much you care. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Got it. Um, I, I think that, that holds true um, a lot uh, because a lot of my athletes probably don't care that I have a master's degree. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Um, what matters is that they know that I, I'm here to help them and I'm here to help them succeed. So – yeah, I think it, it just comes down to building relationships and showing people you care, right? And then from there, you can grow into the healthy competitions and, and you know, how many relationships or friendships have formed just in the gym setting, Rob? Like kids from different schools that usually compete against each other and then they come in and they form bonds over trying to hit the bigger weight. Like they're supportive of each other, trying to, you know, hit a weight that they've both been, both been chasing, right? Um, so then you start to build friendships that travel outside these walls. Um, so I, I think it's, it, a lot of it just comes down to like, do you actually care about the patient and seeing them succeed? Like, um, you know, watching our athletes, like going to games, Rob, you do a, a great job of going out to games in the off. Like when you're a little bit slower, you hit the games of the athletes. And, and we try to do that as much as we can too, even though it doesn't always happen, but like you actually care about helping seeing these players get better and then do well no matter what the goal, if they're chasing, you know, professional dreams or just college dreams, or even just starting on a high school team, like we become invested in helping them reach that goal. And then being able to go see them play on the field or on TV or whatever is awesome. And I, and I think that that's what culture thrives off of. Like if someone just, it comes in and you don't really pay attention to them because they're just a number you're trying to hit for your, your, you know, your weekly numbers of productivity, like people see that pretty quickly. Um, but when you actually, you know, when we're doing our first initial uh, interview for the first two minutes, like a lot of times we're asking them about family or they'll say something and we'll try to dig a little bit deeper just to get to know them more as a person instead of being so focused on, I need this number. So insurance reimburses, I need this number. It's, you know, if they say, mention something like, we'll try to explore that a little bit just to get to know them, like just be, help them become part of the process instead of them just following our direction. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the common theme there is, no matter what setting you're in, well, you know, whether it's physical therapy, you know, sports performance, CrossFit, 
what, whatever the case is, is that, you know, a culture um, extends beyond the walls of your gym. Right. And if, if you, and if you can create that and something that's deeper than just, you know, four walls, I think you've created a, a successful gym culture. I think you look, look at CrossFit. It's a good example, right? Like CrossFit's not what it's become because of CrossFit. It's because of the individual gym cultures that each gym establishes. Right. Um, so I think you just look at like CrossFit's the brand CrossFit's the marketing, but it's blown up because of the community that it fosters. Yeah. I think, the one thing like in any gym I've ever been in that holds true, um, it holds true here at MSI in the training room, uh, at a number of the CrossFit gyms I've been to is uh, from the leadership on down, you kind of have to check your ego at the door. Um, I really think doing that first and foremost is what kind of allows for this culture to even exist in the uh, first place. Well said. Once again, just you know, to wrap that up there, Every gym is different. Every gym has its you know, unique features that, that make it that gym. Um, but there, there are some common principles that, that stand, right? And that, the idea of having you know, clear expectations of what you're there for, you know, providing a consistent experience you know, from, from the leadership down, you know, teaching lessons and, and having values that you know, extend beyond just becoming a better athlete, but becoming a better person. You know, and, and, and finally is, you know, fostering a, a community that extends, you know, beyond the four walls of the gym. Um, so I think we had some uh, great talk here about successful gym culture. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next episode.